Cortical demyelination now appears to be an important pathologic substrate for functional deficits in both multiple sclerosis and progressive multifocal leukoencephalopathy, yet the pathology differs from that in the white matter. What is our current understanding? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Leslie Lent, Director of Foothills Psychiatry in Boise, your host, and with me today is Dr. Richard Ranzahoff professor in the Departments of Molecular Medicine and Pathology at the Cleveland Clinic Lerner College of Medicine, and he's director of the Neuroinflammation Research Center at the Lerner Research Institute of the Cleveland Clinic. Dr. Ranshoff is also an associate editor of the journal Neurology. Welcome to ReachMD. Very happy to be here. Dr. Ranshoff, let's begin with a review of PML, or progressive multifocal leukoencephalopathy. PML is a disease that We've recognized uh, in clinical neurology for about 60 years, and it's recently become increasingly more interesting and and, uh, more important in our thinking. It was described initially as a complication of severe and chronic immunosuppression, and it almost always occurs in the context of altered immunity. But our understanding of what that altered immunity can constitute has become, I think, uh, more refined and broader, as I'll say in a moment. It's a very serious disease in which signs of uh, altered cognitive function, altered vision, uh, and altered motor function predominate. And these have been viewed over the years as reflecting demyelination in the white matter, which certainly does occur. It's caused by a ubiquitous virus, the JC virus, which infects at least 80% of the adult population, yet only causes disease very, very, very rarely. Initially, PML was associated almost exclusively with the longstanding immunosuppression of renal transplant recipients or of people with hematologic malignancies like lymphoma or leukemia, often combined with chemotherapy. With the AIDS pandemic, PML became strongly associated with HIV disease, and since the emergence of the AIDS pandemic, more than 80% of cases have been associated with HIV. PML sprung, I think, uh, more strongly into the attention of neurologists and rheumatologists within the past several years, and the reason was that patients receiving natalizumab or tysabri, either for multiple sclerosis or for Crohn's disease, and who were not strongly immunosuppressed, developed PML at a rate of one per thousand over 18 months in clinical trials. And this led to a broad and searching reassessment of the biology of PML. More recently, two patients with lupus who were receiving rituximab or rituxan off-label for treatment of their disease also developed PML, and this prompted a reassessment of PML in rheumatologic disease. Hmm. So we're now thinking about PML, I think, much more than we ever had. Now, when you say JC virus, that makes me think of Jakob Creutzfeldt disease. Is that at all related? Uh, They're not. Jakob and Creutzfeldt were neurology, neuropathology types who named uh, a disease associated with uh, prions, the, the mad cow type of agent, after themselves. 
JC represented a, uh, a, a breach of confidentiality that HIPAA would have stopped in its tracks. JC virus was named after the patient's initials from whom it was initially isolated. Really? So, uh, yeah, really, really. Wow. So there's a very closely related virus called the BK virus, uh, which was named after patient BK. So these are these are uh, residues of ancient practices in in uh, me- medical science. Uh, JC virus is a conventional nucleic acid containing virus. It's of the polyomavirus class. So it's of the same broad class of viruses that uh, was previously described as causing warts. Uh, it's a DNA virus. As I said, it infects in a latent form at least 80% of the adult population, yet causes disease in somewhere around two per million people per year. So it's a virus that our immune systems handle without even thinking about it very, very, very effectively under almost every imaginable circumstance, except the few that I mentioned. Mm -hmm. Now, has AIDS changed how we think about PML? You know, I think AIDS should have changed how we think about PML. It certainly made the disease more common than it ever had been. The problem with understanding PML in the context of AIDS is that AIDS causes a drastic alteration in immune function, a virtual collapse of the helper T-cell dependent immune function with a large variety of opportunistic infections. And so a clear focus on how AIDS might relate specifically to PML sort of never occurred until rather recently. And the reason for that is that PML was sort of buried, as I say, in this mass of opportunistic infections until it became clear, at least to some of the neuro people who were working with AIDS patients, that once the effective, uh, highly active antiretroviral therapy or heart therapy came into being for HIV disease, it seemed that PML remained more prevalent than most other opportunistic infections. So it seemed as though there was something special about the type of immune alteration that HIV caused that promoted the occurrence of PML. And a variety of of workers, I think most prominently uh, Igor Karolnik at Beth Israel Deaconess in Boston, have highlighted some of the immune functions that help us maintain control over the JC virus and are altered uh, in HIV disease. Nevertheless, I think we haven't fully taken advantage of what we could have learned from the emergence of PML as a much more common disease in the era of HIV disease. Dr. Ansoff, your group recently published the lead paper in neurology comparing MS, PML, and HIV encephalopathy. What are the similarities between these three disorders? The major focus of our research I think was uh, was multiple sclerosis initially, and the reason is that that's the dominant disease that we study in my laboratory. We've become, along with many others, we've become interested in the fact that demyelination in multiple sclerosis is not restricted to the white matter, and that some of the nerve fibers in the cerebral cortex are also 
myelinated normally, and then that myelin is damaged, causing demyelination uh, during the course of MS. This has become more and more prominent as a very important cause of disability in MS over the past, let's say, five or six years. We started with the three patterns of demyelination that you see in MS tissue, the first being lesions that seem to spill over from the white matter into the gray matter, which are called leukocortical lesions. There are also very small, punched-out intracortical lesions. And then there's a very strange pattern of demyelination in MS in which typically the first three layers of the cortex working from the outside in are fully demyelinated across an entire gyrus. It's, an, it's a pattern of demyelination that doesn't look like anything else that you see in MS. And we wanted to know if you would see this pattern also in other demyelinating diseases. So we obtained some material uh, from PML cases from the National NeuroAIDS Tissue Bank or Tissue Consortium, uh, and we analyzed the, the cortex to see if there was any myelin injury. The first finding was that every single sample, every patient showed very severe cortical demyelination. So that was an interesting new finding for PML. Mm-hmm. But the second finding was that that strange sub-peel demyelination never occurred in any other disease that we examined other than multiple sclerosis. So it's said that that odd pattern of demyelination might be specific for MS and worth studying uh, all on its own as a distinctive feature of the disease. The other two lesion types, the leukocortical lesions and the small punched-out lesions, could equally be identified in MS and PML. So we felt that that was a more common pattern of demyelination. So does this tell us anything about the pathogenesis of these illnesses? Well, I think it shines a bright light on this sub-peel demyelination pattern as a distinctive characteristic of MS that we urgently need to understand. So that's one take-home message. Another is that cortical demyelination is a very important component of the pathophysiology of PML. Classically, PML patients have been described as presenting with behavior, personality, and cognitive changes, and occasionally with seizures. These are all gray matter symptoms, and yet PML had exclusively been studied as a white matter disease. So I think that we need to consider PML as both a white matter and gray matter disease. And I think that helps us understand a little bit more about uh, the nature of symptoms and the origin of symptoms in our patients. Any treatment implications to that? I'm afraid not. I think that the only treatment that we have for PML right now is to reverse any immunosuppression that can possibly be reversed. The most clear-cut and well-established way of doing that is that when patients present with HIV disease that has never been treated and have PML, then rapid treatment of that HIV disease is important and has at times brought about remarkable stabilization of the PML symptoms. For patients that have PML in the context of immunomodulatory or immunosuppressive treatments, we have to think about faster more efficient and safer ways 
to reverse or modify the immunosuppressive treatment so that the patients can themselves fight off the JC virus. We need to keep in mind that JC virus is extremely well controlled in 99.999% of patients, and if we can simply reconstitute a little bit of immune function, the body very successfully fights off the JC virus. We've been discussing PML and MS with Dr. Richard Ransahoff. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your questions and comments, so please visit us at ReachMD.com. Our new on-demand and podcast features will allow you to access our entire program library. Thank you for listening. This is Dr. David Feldman, Assistant Professor of Counseling Psychology at Santa Clara University in Santa Clara, California. You're listening to ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals.